Uh, welcome to War of the Bay Podcast. My name's Kyle. My name is Nick. Uh, and joining us today, because uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about about the Bucks, we have uh, Chris from the Bucks Brief Podcast. Welcome, sir. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I yeah, knew no I knew I knew I had to get somebody bucks on the podcast after this after week. this yeah I'm not even gonna call it this week this game it's this I had yeah. to talk about it all last night you guys are gonna make me talk about it again uh, I'm gonna let relive me. it it's <laughs> <laughs> alright I can I can do it reliving your death over and over again that's okay oh, so brutal so brutal all Monday on local radio all I heard was the Kirk Cousins take or his like his oh. like you like that <laughs> like that's all I heard on Monday so I was like well I'm already I'm already uh, numb to this entire thing, so yeah. yeah numb's a good numb's a good word. I played that as the lead into my show last night, just because you know what what better way to kind of fire people up a little bit. You know, I'm kind of just using it as a gimmick now, like hashtagging you like that. Because at this point, what else can you do but at least just have fun with it? Because yeah, pretty numb to it at this point, All based right. on what this team's done the last few years. Before we jump into the game itself, okay, that so that moment itself, do you th- like? Is that a classy thing to do? Is that a like? What what would you think, Chris? In, in your opinion, he's horrible. He's a horrible <laughs> quarterback. I mean, he doesn't win many football games in the NFL. Look. He was getting booed in the first half. So, you know, yeah. he needs this tremendous comeback. I mean, the the guy was lights out, and he's fired up after the game. I would come in that way, too. Like, come on. It was like they were down 24 nothing. You lead that uh, turnaround. Everyone's been talking week after week. They need to pull his ass out of there, put Colt McCoy in the game. So, look, it, his emotions got the best of him. Uh, it was recorded. It was, you know, they had the cameras running. So, yeah, now they're printing T-shirts and donating the money to share. <laughs> so, good for it. But, yeah, whatever. I mean, it, it, again, it comes back to the Bucks or the laughing stock of the league again just just for this stupid shit now but, instead of uh Mursa or Freeman or you know all the uh, t- all the other crap uh, 12 men on the field last year it's mm-hmm. just write another thing down in the victory in formation oh yeah every, i mean it, it's it's just devastating loss after devastating loss that's all uh, it is it's awful it's just awful <laughs> I, I think like i i thought after the Tennessee game i'm like Okay, you know what? Rookie quarterback comes in, blows us out in our own, in our own uh, house against our rookie quarterback, uh, against our defense that's supposed to be improved under Lovey Smith's defense, which he took over. I mean, that's I mean that's, that's, that's got to be, be a big one for the year, right? as bad as it gets. I mean, we've, at least we got it over early. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we, they've, they've lost to so many great quarterbacks this year. I mean, uh, Mariota hasn't really done anything since that game. They haven't won a football game this year outside of the Bucks game. Uh, the Texans, we lost to Ryan Mallett. He's no longer on the Texans because he can't catch. He, you know, oh, he can't catch. Oh, a that's right. Team we, flight. Yeah, we lost to a, only, We lost to a quarterback who couldn't won. figure out traffic. Yeah, that's the only team that they've won. Uh, it's the only team that they've beaten this year. And then you know the Redskins, who are on a losing streak. And I broke them down and studied a lot of their uh, film since the Bucks were on a bye week. And I was like, oh, this is such a winnable game. These guys are brutal. They're beat up. They're injured. And it's Kirk Cousins. It's just Kirk Cousins. That's all there is to it. And then we saw what happened. It's embarrassing. What made you feel like it was a it was a winnable game? Looking at the film, because when I look at, I do, I do, I. What I try to do is do comparisons and uh, try to analyze a little bit of at least the last couple games about uh, from the team that we're going to play. So I did a lot of things before the Jaguars game, and that had made me nervous because the Jaguars would have seemed like, at least from a defensive standpoint, while their defense wasn't lights out, they were at least in coverage are close to the wide receivers. So the wide receivers weren't getting a lot of yards after the catch. Uh, they have a young quarterback. Their their running back was really young, and they were looking really good. They just were doing some boneheaded things, and some penalties were costing them yards, and their right. offensive line wasn't doing that well. So I was like, okay, well, Jacksonville is going to be tough. When I looked at Washington, I was like, okay, their quarterback is struggling. struggling. He's erratic. He's at least going to throw two interceptions a game. The offensive line is struggling. 
the running game, uh, Matt Jones was beat up. They, they liked to use Alfred Morris a little bit too much. And really at the wide receiver position, they were beat up. And the only guy I was kind of worried about was Jamison Crowder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought it, it was a, it, it's just a poor football team. Uh, they were, their backs were really against the wall. Uh, they were going to be two and four if they would have lost that game. Then they're going into the bye. They have to travel on the road uh, to face the Patriots next week. So, I mean, you're looking at you know, what two and five. It might have even been two and six. I think uh, it's just everything was was just pointing in the direction that they were uh, they were going to lose that football game. And look what happens. We come out. It's twenty four nothing. Everything's going the way that I thought it was going to go. And then boom, it just collapsed. Oh yeah, I, was, I even tweeted uh, as the game was going. I'm like, hey, I'm looking at a better team right now. Like this is. This, this is a team that's improved from uh, the week before to the Jacksonville game to this game now after the bye week. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, here we go. This is the improvement that, we, that we've been looking for. I mean, granted, it's Washington, but this is, a, this is the sort of game that you need to win, right? I mean, this is... Yeah, I'm, yeah absolutely. It's, it's, it's okay. We got that first, the home win. Okay, that's, that was the big thing. Yeah. Uh, that was really the roadblock. Okay, we got the home win. It wasn't in, in, in pretty fashion, but who cares? A win is a win. That's all that matters. You get the bye week. Okay, you got two weeks to prepare uh, for the Washington Redskins. They come out 24 nothing. Everything's going well. And then it's like, oh, here we go again. I mean, this team just can't win more than <laughs> one game. It's absolutely, uh, it's, it's pathetic. I went back and looked because... I don't remember the last time that I've seen the Bucks win two games in a row. Uh, and yeah. as of today, the 28th, we're uh, 704 days since the Bucks saw, have actually I won. I saw you tweet that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah it, it, we're going on. It's, it's ridiculous. It was November time frame of 2013. Lovely. So I love how during we've gotten this far into this discussion about the Bucks, and we haven't posed the question because it's so, so the answer is so obvious. It isn't that the Redskins won this game. We lost this game. Yeah. It, Look, yeah. it, when you're seeing the same things over and over again, and we can talk about coverage and everyone likes to focus on the secondary, but when this team can get pressure on the quarterback, that's when they're successful. That's the only time that they're successful because they, they don't know what they're doing in coverage. That starts with the linebackers, and, and we can talk about every single coverage that we run, if it's man, if they're blitzing, whether we're in the Tampa 2, the linebackers don't drop deep. Uh, Quan Alexander continues to... Uh, stop his uh, running back. I don't understand why he's been doing it since week one. We, oh, uh, Mason Foster used to do that, and that's why he's off the team now. Yeah, exactly. And at least Quan Alexander is a little bit more athletic. So, really, and Lovey said in the press conference today, you know, he makes splash plays. So we, you know, that they're fine with him being in the game. But <sighs> he, he's a liability right now, and it's, yeah. it's showing up in film week after week. And the secondary is constantly confused. You can see them talking every time before the ball is snapped. And you see constantly what happens is two guys will go cover the same person and then another guy breaks off his route and he's completely wide open. Uh, they did it against Jacksonville. It's just the only reason that uh, Bortles, uh, that we won that game, was really the, the, the Bradley McDougal pick uh, where they put some pressure on Bortles and McDougal pick it off, picked it off. But if this defensive line doesn't put pressure on opposing team quarterbacks, it's, it's lights out for that quarterback because yeah. we're just not, we're, they're not good enough right now. They don't know what they're doing. They're making the same mistakes and that's the most frustrating thing to watch is it's not getting corrected week after week i love that you i love that you pointed out the the pre-snap defensive uh you know the the, the talking to each other mm-hmm. I, I guess it goes to show like me my progression as a football fan because when i was a, when i was a little kid i see them doing that like the frantic gestures and the, the padding and the, i'm like oh oh they figured out the play clearly but what it means if you're a bucks fan is they have no idea what the fuck's going on right now like, it's they, like help me help, help me, help me, me. Please, somebody or is, like, where's the guy on the sideline that's holding up the number three that tells me which 
much play I'm supposed to be, like be doing right now. Yeah, like, you should get like the big billboards and stuff, with, like pictures of Aaron Andrews and the Hamburglar, and like what they do for college football, and yeah, you know, just oh put yeah, four things up there, and maybe we can pick a uh, the, the proper coverage. And the frustrating thing is, they go and they make changes week after week. You know, they've started how many different cornerbacks. Uh, they're trying Werner in the nickel now. Everyone was pissed off that Tim Jennings, uh, you know, he's mm-hmm. been getting burnt. They sit him on the bench. They, you know, start. Yeah, he's inactive, active, right? You know, bank, Banks yeah. is coming back. It's going to change completely. And it was just, it was horrible. I mean, the the, the numbers that Kirk Cousins put up against this football team, it, it's it's embarrassing. It's it's it's, it's on par with it's on par with the Bucks. Oh. Yeah, well, no, I mean, they're they're clueless out there, like like you said, and uh, it, it's it's like. You know, I as much as I want to blame this on our, our coaching, which it is. I mean, he put the team together. He's the one that who, who's in charge of preparing, and he's the one that that makes the game plan, and he calls the goddamn plays for the defense. Yeah. Uh, but as, you know, as much as I want to say that it's lovey, I mean, these these guys are just they're, they're terrible football players. I mean, Mike Jenkins is a guy who who Dallas thought was going to be like their you know a great quarterback. Well, I think what was he drafted in the third, second, third round, something like that. I want to say he was a first. He's a, he, yeah, was he, he was a first, first round pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From USF, he's a USF guy, and they, they, the Dallas thought he was going to be the guy that's going to lock down their secondary. Not even the case. I mean, he they cut him, uh, and so I mean, we pick him up. Yeah, this Tim Jennings guy, I, I don't know. I, I you got me, Bradley McDougal. I a Bears guy, I assume, right? Yeah, McDougal. <laughs> McDougal's a guy they 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 targeted a couple years ago. Um, I almost want to say they 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 found him from Kansas City. Um, but the Jenkins thing, the most frustrating thing with that guys is that, uh, a training camp last year, uh, before his injury and Jenkins actually started the first game uh, over Jonathan Banks. Uh, and Jonathan Banks was our best corner on the team last year. So this coaching staff and their decisions was, okay, Jenkins is better than Jonathan Banks. So he's our opening day starter. <laughs> uh, and look at the difference between the two of them. I mean, now I'm not saying Banks is setting the world on fire, but early before he got hurt, he was actually the only shutdown corner that this team had. You know, they did have a guy a couple years ago, but obviously wasn't uh, wasn't good yeah. enough to keep around. They just let him go and walk for free, um, and now he's still you know all pro. Uh, Darrell Rivas playing up there, uh, won a Super Bowl last year. I don't know if people re- remember that, and uh, is doing really well for what the Jan- the the Jets are the first or second ranked defense. So uh, it's frustrating with these guys. You know, Jennings was what I looked at. Okay, that's a depth guy. It's no big deal. You got Banks. You got Werner on the other side. They brought in Sterling Moore uh, to play the nickel. It's pretty solid. You know, Jennings is a fourth or fifth cornerback. Not a big deal. He's got experience. What are you going to give him, 20 snaps a game? You know, he can come in, and if, if a guy needs to rest, if there's an injury situation, can play a little bit of time. Uh, but, no, he's forced into the lineup. They sit Altron Werner for two games. I don't understand why. I don't think he was doing that poorly. Now they're trying to force him in and learn the nickel position when you brought in Sterling Moore to do that in the first place. Uh, there's a young promising kid in Jude Ajay Barima that got some time this week. Uh, it's a cluster right now. They've tried so many different combinations so far this year. Uh, here's the stat for you guys about opposing quarterbacks going against this defense this year. And I pulled this from Greg Allman. He tweeted this out earlier today. So against the Bucks, uh, opposing quarterbacks have uh, completed 68% of their passes with 13 touchdowns and just three interceptions. Ooh, lovely. And on third down, uh, quarterbacks have 128.9 rating against the Bucks defense with six touchdowns and zero interceptions. Is that perfect? I mean, that pretty much tells the tale right there that it doesn't make a difference really what this offense does because this defense is killing this football team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if, like I, I don't know where to, to, to even start with them as a, a, d- a defensive unit. I mean, when, when we gave up that, the, the touchdown right before the half, I'm thinking, okay, this lead, there's no way this lead is safe. Like that, this is, this is 
we're done and over with. This is suspect. Yeah. And and <laughs> now that I'm remembering now, like that Darrell Reeves thing, we're not supposed to talk about that, Chris. Nobody's supposed to bring that up. I mean, that's the past. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Everything's all hindsight. I understand that. But uh, it, it's it's worth calling out again because it, again, comes down to the decisions that are made. Uh, not, I, I, you know, if, if Levy Smith has ultimately the final say of what happens with this roster when you're talking about the 53 or you're talking about who starts, uh, all that, you know, who they would rather bring in uh, versus who they'd ship away. I mean, you got to place a little bit of the responsibility on him. Uh, I, I don't know when you, it, it's frustrating, I think, because you see this rotating door. Uh, you bring in Werner, who we thought was going to be a good cornerback for us. I mean, he was second team, all uh, all pro NFL. That's not a fan vote. That's that's voted on by uh, yeah. I believe coaches and players. So, you know, that that's actually merit. That's not uh, tossed it out to fans and they vote on the internet on who's a, a good cornerback. Uh, and he hasn't uh, lived up to his hype. Uh, it, it could be just because of the fact that uh, he's, it, the defensive coaches are just not doing their job or that, that they're confused. And that's what it seems like week after week. And it's frustrating because it's the same shit every week. And just, that's, you know, you, you can make the mistakes. And I understand making mistakes early, but when they don't get cleaned up and you continue to see them, and it doesn't matter who you put in there, the next guy's still making the same mistakes. That's when you have to kind of point the finger at the staff and say, look, if no one is doing it right, clearly something isn't getting through to them. So where's the message coming from? Who's the messenger? And then ultimately, that's the person who's going to take the heat for it. And that's the person who's going to lose their job. Yeah, but Chris, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they haven't had enough time to put a team together, right? I mean, it's only been like what? It's like, only year two. Only year two. Some would tell you. I mean, well, it's complete guys, bullshit. So, I ran. Uh, I had Scott Reynolds on the show last night at Pewter Report, and right. uh, he dropped an article this week and was talking about. Um, it's time to it's time to move on from Lovey Smith. And oh, really? Drawing comparisons to Raheem's first Jesus couple Christ. years. Greg Schiano's first couple years with this team. So I went back and I said, all right, let, let's look at every single head coach over the last 30 years that have been this organization. And Lovey Smith has had 22 games so far. He's four and he's four and 18 in his, in his first 22 games. All right, well, let's look at these other coaches that we have. Well, uh, I believe Lehman Bennett was, this is back in 1985 is the only coach that has a worse record in his first 22 games, which is three and 19. Um, then you've got, uh, Perkins, who was six and sixteen, Sam Weish, seven and fifteen, Raheem Morris, seven and fifteen, Shiano, seven and fifteen, Dungey was five hundred at eleven eleven, and then Gruden at fifteen and seven. So I mean you look and at some of those names, him. these guys were fired. Raheem Morris was let go, Shiano was let go, and they're outperforming Lovey Smith uh, by plus three games in their first twenty two games. It gets to the point where you've got to stop making excuses. Uh, Todd Bowles isn't making excuses in, in New York. Uh, Mike Zimmer wasn't making excuses uh, when he was hired last year and won seven games, and now they're they're looking good this year. Uh, Dan Quinn is winning football games. You know it's ugly, but so what? They're winning football games. Would you guys take a fourteen to thirteen win yes. as long as it was a win? Yeah. I mean, that's all that matters. So I understood coming in last year. Okay, you know four four games, maybe five games, uh, but then you say, okay, well, I'm going to take over the defense. And then I think we've got some good core players here. So I want to go out and I want to bring in the guys who know my system. So go get me Henry Melton. Go get me Sterling Moore. Go get me Chris Conti. Go get me Bruce Carter. Uh, and then those guys are going to kind of fill in the holes because we need to focus on offense. We need to draft offense. That's what we need to do. Uh, we, we don't have talent on that side of the ball. So let's go ahead and do that. And these guys are going to be good enough to plug in. And I'm going to take over the play calling duties. I'm going to strip that from Leslie Frazier. 
uh, even though the defense was actually getting better towards the end of this of last year. And now it's just completely tanked. It, it, it's, it's getting worse week after week. So ultimately, that has to fall back on the person who is making those calls and making those decisions. And, you know, I thought it was going to be the right hire for this football team, but it's just not working out. And when you put yourself in that situation, when you say, look, I'm going to take over the defense, don't worry about it, it's on me, uh, I'm going to bring in my players, and then it's failing, you kind of writing your own pink slip saying, look, you, get, you have to get rid of me because I'm, I'm just not doing the job. Yeah, this is what I promised I would do, and you're failing. Okay, yeah. sure. But, I mean, you if if you get rid of Lovey Smith, then we're talking about a, a guy who's going to bring in. I mean, no, there's no guarantee that Dirk Cutter and, and the, the coaching staff is going to remain the same. Uh, you get rid of Lovey Smith, and you you almost can guarantee that, that Jameis Winston is going to be uh, is going to have a new offensive coordinator next year. Going to be learning a new offense. Yeah, you're going to turn him into Alex Smith. Yeah, historically, well, that's never a good thing. Okay, well, let, let me ask you guys: who do you, who would you trust more? Because uh, people bring in the whole Josh Freeman, and Josh Freeman went through X amount of coordinators. If if there was one single quarterback who you would say, okay, he's he's been in the league one year. Uh, unfortunately, it's just not working out with the coaching staff. We have to bring in a new offensive coordinator. Out of between Josh Freeman and James Winston, who do you think between those two quarterbacks would pick up a system quicker uh, between those two? Winston. Because, yeah, and it's not even close because Winston actually gives a shit about football and he'll be in there studying and learning it. Uh, and every day in the offseason, he'll be working on it. And that's just the type of player he is. I, that's the worst. That I mean, that's like the least uh, concern that I have at this point is that James Winston's going to have to learn another offense. Yeah, I think you're going, I think you go down a bad road when you start changing off as a coordinator that early in a quarterback's career. I just think that that's not what you want to do at this point. I, I think you actually, honestly, I think you're both correct. I, I think he could do, I could, he, I think he could handle it, but I also feel like you're, that's starting down a bad road, but one change isn't bad. You know, you got to expect your in your in your career you're going to change at least one coordinator, one head coach, Perhaps. one something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that it's in his second year, not so much. I just it, if it happens again, yeah, I feel like we're going to be turning him into the 49ers version of Alex Smith. You know, five sure. coordinators, six years. Sure, and he he's probably the player on this team that I'm concerned the least about when it comes to that. And honestly, no one wants to have a new coach every two years. It's, it's the worst possible thing that can happen. Yeah, you're the Browns. Yeah, exactly. But the Bucks are the Browns. Everyone says, like, well, we don't want to become like this franchise. You have. You, you we, are. We are. I mean, we are the franchise nobody wants to become. Well, exactly. I mean, if you look at the records over the, the last how many years, we, we're worse than the Browns. So continuing to make that comparison is we don't want to be that franchise. Sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror as a fan and be like, look, we're one of the most embarrassing franchises uh, in the NFL and have been for so many years, uh, whether it's, you know, the one good year we had in Raheem Morris. But after that, it was a complete tank job. Uh, Greg Schiano was an embarrassment for some of the things that he did. And then we became a laughing stock with Mercer stuff and Josh Freeman and this whole drama. So, you know, Lovey Smith's going to come to the rescue because he's a Tony Dungy disciple. Uh, the defense is the foundation of the defense is here. We need to add some offense. It just hasn't worked out. It's unfortunate that it hasn't worked out. I, there's no way that I could have sat back uh, a year and a half ago and said, look, this is how it's going to be right now. The Bucks will have in, in, eight, in 22 games under Lovey Smith, the Bucks would only have won four games. There's just no possible way that I could have ever have foreseen that. And it's just unfortunately the situation that's happened. I don't think he's a bad football coach. 
I just think that it, it's, it's just what the situation is right now. And when it doesn't get better and you're the man in charge, you kind of have to just take the heat for it and we have to move on as fans. But the most important thing, we can't have the Glazers be the ones making the final decisions because every single coach that they've hired since Malcolm stepped away has failed. And what do you do part of the reason that this franchise is where it, where it is is because they've hired bad coaches. And that's, you know, unfortunately, as fans, we have to accept that they're not selling the team. They're making a shit ton of money from stadium revenue and, you know, the Taylor Swift concert that's coming up this weekend. The, the millions <laughs> they're going to make just yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it, what, what, what do they care? You know, they want to take the team and, and play a couple games elsewhere because it's going to bring in big revenue for them. But they've hired poor coaches over the last few years they don't think that coming in you know it's slate clean everyone thinks this coach is going to be successful who the hell would have thought raheem morris would have been successful he's completely over his head but he's actually had some of the most success out of these last three coaches that we've brought in it's just an unfortunate situation right now no one wants to no one wants to experience this as a fan uh, you, you even if things were going a little bit moving upward in the positive direction and even if this was a six-win football team this year Fine. You know, let's get it. It's improvement from last year. Let's continue. Let's add some more pieces. It would have a we'd have a decent draft pick, but that's just not the situation right now. They can't win three games total this year. If you look at the schedule that's upcoming, it's much harder than the schedule that we've already played. And when it's getting worse on defense, it doesn't seem like uh, there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that all of a sudden we're going to wake up tomorrow and everything's going to be hunky dory. It just looks like this team's going to continue to lose football games. No, we have a ditch at the end of our rainbow. Nick, yeah. you're you're putting your hands up during. Well, I figured out this is what we do. If if we really are, we really have become the Browns in this joke. We need to hire Mike Holmgren and have him run the organization. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> The one thing is, it, it seems like when you put a head coach and give him too much power, that's when you start seeing the demise of the franchise. Yeah, here and, we are. You know, Belichick might be one of the exceptions. Um, but I think you start seeing that around the league. And I, th- I think Lovey Smith came in. You know, Lovey Smith was hired before Jason Light was hired. Yeah. Jason Light was not here in part of the, the, uh, the vetting process to bring in a head coach. They, that He came in after. That was a really weird situation. It was. It was. Love, he's just like, I want to be one of them there. GM coaches, one of those guys. Yeah. And if, <laughs> I think, okay, coach. coach. Right, right. But one of my biggest gripes about what is going on is it seems like he's almost taken on too much as a head coach. Oh, yeah. And you can kind of start seeing it in him. Uh, he looks burnt out. Uh, and, and you know, coaches are going to, well, you're losing football games. You're not going to be up there smiling at the podium and, and smiling post game when you, lo- when you collapse like that, but he's, he's making personnel decisions. Uh, he's, he's coaching the defense. He's calling the plays at some point. It, it's almost like, I, look, I'm wearing too many hats. I, I need to just go back and be the head coach, uh, and be the leader of this football team. You know, let, let some of the other guys have a little bit more say when it comes to the play calling, let Leslie Frazier call the plays. Uh, I trust in Jason Light. I trust in my personnel department. I trust in my scouting department. I think th- I think those departments have done a pretty damn good job for this franchise and basically say, look, I, you know, I took on too much. I understand it. Uh, we're going to make a change moving forward and see what happens. But I, I don't know if he'd be willing to do that. I, I think that's no. honestly a last-ditch effort because you're going to be out the door if it continues as it is. Uh, they're never going to do it during the season. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, the Glazers but, aren't going to do that. that. That's not their no, not but, their speed. No, but at the end of the at the end of the year, if this continues, it's I've almost accepted it at this point. The writing's on the wall. Look, we're back where we were. 
uh, last last off season and trying to figure out who's going to be our next coach because the the guy who came in just isn't winning football games. They're not getting it. I wouldn't say things are as bad as they were last off season. I mean, there is reason for optimism for this team, particularly the improvements in our offense week to week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, that is is a big time reason for uh, uh, optimism and and uh, kind of why I feel like. Like I don't want to mess with this whole dirt cutter uh, and and Jameis Winston relationship, and the the offensive line is getting better, and everybody's kind of gelling on offense, and we're putting up points and it, turning over the ball a little bit less. Yep. I kind of want to don't mess with this because it's you know. Can we just remove Lovey and get a new? <laughs> yeah, can we get Lovey out of here and get somebody <laughs> that's else? My, well, that's my question for you guys. What does Lovey Smith have to do with the offense? Don't, don't touch it. Don't well, I mean, yeah, it's outside of like letting Dirk know, you know, I want to, I want to be aggressive here. Okay. Never. He's never said that. Um, <laughs> Dirk cutter and the offensive staff. I mean, if you look at, okay, well, the offensive line is improved. The offensive line last year was atrocious. Uh, it's the most improved unit on this football team. Yeah, it's not even close. Yep. Uh, and everyone wanted George Warhop, the offensive line coach gone at the end of last year. Um, and it looks like you put a competent offensive coordinator in there uh, who's calling the plays and Warhop is able to coach the offensive line and they're doing a bang up job and they're doing a bang up job replacing two guys on the starting lineup that they thought uh, were going to be their starters for the rest of the year, Joe Hawley, and then going out and signing guys or shareless who started a little bit slow, but he's been pretty solid the last couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. So on the offensive side of the ball, everything's starting to improve. They're down now receivers. There's a big injury, obviously, to Lewis Murphy. Vincent Jackson looks like he's going to be down for a couple of weeks. Yeah. you got to call up these young guys off Humphreys. the practice squad. Yeah, Humphreys yeah. got called up. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if this offense continues to do good things. They're the bright spot for this team, which is the, this is the craziest thing, if you think about it, from the beginning of the year, Everyone was saying this defense is going to have to carry this team. It's a rookie uh-huh. quarterback. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm joke. sure you guys said the same thing. Oh, I, yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this offensive no, line. No, I said the running game's got to carry this team. Yeah. Well, I mean, and look what they're doing. I mean, Doug Martin is completely. Is he second uh, in the uh, league? I think he's second in the third. league. Chris Johnson had another huge game. So I don't know oh. if now if he's third uh, in the league. In the it, top five. Chris. I mean, really. Oh, the guy looks—he looks fantastic. He looked the part in training camp, but training camp is training camp, and then you get into preseason, you get limited time. And like, hey, let's see what he's going to do. And then they didn't give him the ball for a couple of weeks, and then when they started giving him the ball, holy shit, look what he's doing! Yeah, uh, the, his, the spin move he put on for a—he had about a negative two uh, loss he would have had uh, in that game on Sunday, and he turns it into a seven-yard gain. Now, when have you ever seen Doug Martin do that? And he's—he's he's not even the Doug Martin of his rookie year. He's completely different. This is a brand new Doug Martin. His contract and, year, Doug Martin. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this and is, I'm telling you what—he's going to get that money, and yeah. whatever happens, I mean. <laughs> If he's your most consistent football player and he's been your most consistent offensive weapon for the entire year, you better give him 25 to 26 carries a game. This 19 carries a game because you got up 24 points and okay, let's let's put him on the bench. That's bullshit. And that that's complete. That's a loser mentality. That's like we're we're good with where we are. We're not going to be aggressive. We're not going to continue to feed the guy who's carrying our football team on offense. And that's not taking anything away from Jamison and Mike Evans who had great games. But Doug is the most consistent player right now on this football team entirely. Yes. Not even, not just no the question. Yeah, the no question. All right. You only give him 19 carries a game because you got to get your 19 carries a game because you got to get your boy Charles Sims in there and give him some touches. Uh, th- and that's fine. Charles Sims has done good things, but he's not, he's not at the level that Doug Martin is. And it's frustrating to me to watch that and say, why are you taking this guy off the field 
when you know he's your best player right now. It it's it I, it doesn't make sense. They're saving him for week thirteen. Yeah, to yeah, give to exactly that that especially the uh, the much talked about goal line uh, play where the, Charles Sims got the ball on a sweep and Doug Martin kind of didn't get a chance to punch the ball. Is in. that on I mean, Coder? Or is well, that let on? Let me yeah. Let me paraphrase what Dirk Cutter basically said. I fucked up. Okay, pretty <laughs> I mean, much. Yeah. What he said. Doug Martin yeah. should have been out there, and that would have been a touchdown, and we wouldn't be here talking about firing Lovey Smith. But <laughs> yeah, no, we'd be like, hey guys, we're hey we're getting we're five hundred. Yeah. Well, this is my breakdown of this play and why it happened like that. Is that this team had no timeouts at that point, and they used up all timeouts. There was a communication that was uh, issues with the headset. Dirk Cutter admitted it that you know Winston was having problems. There was some type of communication error. Their headset wasn't working. So Winston actually did a bang up job, but there was a lot of rush to get the plays off. So Dirk Cutter took the blame. If you guys remember on that drive, Doug Martin had a huge run where he almost actually got in. I don't even know the yardage at that point, um, but they were got to what the four yard line or something. They were oh, driving right. the ball yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. It looked like to me he raised his arm to say, look, I'm gassed. I need to come out, right? You got you to gotta take me out. That's what it looked like when he had that big run. Right. Uh, they kept him in for two more plays. Then, I mean, they were like, what, half? It, it was half a yard away. Uh, they don't have any timeouts. Charles Sims is rushed into the game. Uh, they, they, the communications were down. It didn't work. The play came in. They actually checked to that play uh, based off of the, the alignment of the defense, and it was the wrong call. We saw what happened and really did it cost the team the game because they were still up six points well when you have a defense who you know does what they do uh and especially how they looked in the second half unfortunately it's going to happen i was i mean honestly I, I watched this game with kyle i was calling it i was like we better not go over that field goal we will lose this game well yeah. let me ask you guys this what what's the difference of it being a three-point game or a six-point game because That's if it's exactly a what game, nick said Washington's probably just going to try and do enough to kick a field goal. And then you're going into overtime and your offense is playing well and you have a shot. If it's six points, they're going to try and be aggressive and go for a touchdown. And you're so, going to, and you're going to fold because yeah, you've proven that you will fold. We all, I think everybody as Bucks fans knew what the fuck was about to happen when we <laughs> kicked the field goal. It's like, Oh, well we just lost the game because, by one. Yeah. yeah we all dude, there's lost. no way our defense is going to keep Kirk cousins. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which is a sad statement. That is to say that. Yeah, exactly. It's true though. The, the entire like the entire fourth quarter, I was like, well, there's like we had no answers for for uh, um, Kirk Cousins. But you know, in the preseason, we made Joshua McCown look great. Um, who else uh, last year did we like the no namers that come out? Oh, yeah. the guy, the guy that's not on the Houston Texans anymore. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we played Mallet this year. It was Derek Anderson was the backup last year. He beat us. It wasn't Cam Newton. Austin Davis was a third string quarterback. That's it for the Rams. same moves. Yep. yep. So, I mean, you look at the, I mean, Cousins throwing for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. The key thing there, I understand he had, we had the strip sack of him, uh, which was just a great play by Jacque Smith. And then Howard Jones was right there to pick that up. But no interceptions from Kirk Cousins is it just doesn't happen. I mean, when you're throwing six touchdowns to eight interceptions, you're good for one point. How many to the math per game? Yeah. It's going to happen. Unfortunately, our cornerbacks don't pick off 
uh, passes. And when balls hit these defenders directly square in the hands, they drop the ball. Uh, that was another so thing. There's been it looks like watching Madden. You're like, that should have been a pick. I think you it's, tweeted it early in the week. Like, how many how many dropped interceptions has this team had? I, and, you can go back to last year, too. And I think Deshaun Goldson had an opportunity in that Rams game to close it out. And we, we win the football game and it hit him square in the hands and he dropped the football. I, it, I, I don't know if they need to get the jugs out and start. Say, get a goddamn jugs machine, guys. Yeah, something. They need to get, get the get the stick him out and put yeah, him get on the, the stick him out. It'll be worth the fine. Look, I think, I think for all intents and purposes, we just need a, 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 a better secondary, top to bottom. You know, maybe Chris Conte is your only uh, exception to no, that. McDougal. And Jonathan Banks, McDougal. perhaps McDougal. But I mean, from top, you just got to gut the entire thing and see what you get talent wise. Spend for some, it and... some draft picks, and I think maybe if if we were to make some key acquisitions in the secondary, that would be your case for keeping Levy around if things get better. Yeah, uh, I, I don't if. have a case right now. <laughs> I wish I did have a case for keeping Lovey around. Um, and it's it's more than just the secondary. It's the linebackers as well. Um, Levante David has just <laughs> regressed. He's regressed. He's so terrible. Time. So like I, I to me, I'm like fuck that guy. <laughs> like horses. Like show, somebody show me why he's better than Luke Keekley because we've been making a big fucking stink about how much like like Luke Keekley gets looked at over Levante David. But sure. at this point, I'm like uh, I can't can't tell you why. He well, Thomas him. Davis is the best linebacker on the Panthers, right? And I, sure. I've been saying that since day one. So I'd put Thomas Davis above Levante David right now. And you've got the guy out in in Seattle as well. I think Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of hype around Levante, and unfortunately, since Lovey Smith has came uh, has come in, there's no splash plays, and that's no. the problem. And Levante had an opportunity against Jacksonville, I believe it was, or was it Carolina? Carolina, where the ball hit him directly in the hands, and he dropped it. So I really think, it, and I talked about this on my show last night. Ultimately, what I think it comes down to is these players don't trust one another. Uh, they don't trust the other person to do their job. I think it shows up big time on film when you look at just what Quan and Levante are doing when they're in coverage. Uh, there was a play that uh, Cousins dropped it in for about 22 yards in between yeah. Quan Alexander and uh, it was either McDougald or Conti. I don't know who the safety was on the play, but uh, yeah, in, that, in that particular play, it's Tampa 2 and Quan's job is to get his ass back and drop, drop into coverage. Yep. And there was a running back that came out in the flat and Levante picked him up but because Quan didn't trust Levante to have that guy, he hesitated and started towards him and then had to haul ass back. And by that time, it's too late because the wide receiver was running right by him. They, they fit the ball in perfectly. But that's the same shit they've been doing all year. Yeah. So you'll see at times two guys go into the same guy, whether that's a mix up. I think it comes down to, look, they're all ultimately they have to do. Do your job. Don't worry about what the guy next to you is supposed to do. All you have to do is be where you're supposed to be, and you're going to see improvement. Uh, and when it's as simple as that, that's why it's so frustrating because I don't think it's a skill thing. I don't think it's this guy's a rookie. I don't think it's anything with that. They're just not doing their job, and when they continuously don't do their job and you don't see improvement, that's when you have to start pointing fingers elsewhere too and say, why aren't they doing their job? And if they're not doing their job, why are they continuing to play? Because uh, they're not getting it, so someone else should probably get in there and, and see if they can uh, do their job. Because I it's mean, just why the why the hell not? Because I mean, it's not going right with you in. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was asked and obviously it's showing up because the media is talking about it. And, and Lovey was asked today, you know, Quan is struggling in coverage. And he said, no, no, Quan's there's nothing wrong with Quan. Everything's fine. Uh, and to me, one, I think that's coach speak because I think he's, oh, yeah. he's trying not to criticize his rookie linebacker. And look, I, I have been high on Quan Alexander, not high. I've been high. I've been, uh, I've been, high. I've been big on, on Quan Alexander when they when they signed him or drafted him out of LSU. And uh, I thought he made some ridiculous spa- uh, splash plays and has, but he's also a liability right now. Oh and that's God. the bottom line. And uh, maybe he's got too much on the shoulders calling the plays and, and he's overthinking it. But it's clear right now that the guys are just not doing what they're supposed to do. And that's why you're seeing what you're seeing uh, from this defense. Well, you said it there, you know, Lovey, or you quoted it from Lovey's press conference today. And he's, you know, oh, he keeps he has splash plays. The only people that focus on splash plays are the people that are drowning because right. it, it's, it's so fucking terrible that we're focusing on this. Like, well, well he had a he had a good play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about the rest of the what about the fourth quarter coach? Oh, uh, but that yeah, play. Juan, uh, he's he's handling the headset duties really well. Yeah. You know, exactly. OK, coach. All right. So, uh, I mean, we, we we've we've said, oh, we've we've kind of got it all out a little bit about yeah. the, the Washington game. Atlanta's coming up next week. That buzzsaw. Uh, yeah, that buzzsaw Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I mean, to me, this is just going to go down exactly how it did last year when we went to Atlanta. Uh, you know, maybe last year it was a month, about a month ago last year. Um, it's going to go down the exact same way. It's I mean, I, to me, to... it's going to be a, a, another blowout, and Lovey Smith's going to come out and say, there's a deep scar. This, this kind of game leaves a deep scar. We should t- we should do a bold prediction of uh, lovey quotes post mm. post Atlanta game. I think post Atlanta is going to be another deep scar quote. Uh, <laughs> this one hurts. We weren't prepared for him. Yeah. Uh, we thought we were. We thought yeah, we're Tennessee ready. I mean, which who do we play? Uh, let's say the week after that would be is it New York? The Giants. Oh, the love at home. Lovely. It's sold out, by the way. Yep. And I guarantee that's going to be all blue. It's going to be all blue. boy. That's going to be rough. Be a bunch of Giant fans. Uh... Oh, God. They're, they're yep. just going to take And then over. Dallas coming in, too. So it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be really enjoyable environments um, for the uh, the rest of the year uh, with uh, Atlanta coming in. Eh, they probably they don't travel that well, but you've got the G-Men and you've got the Cowboys. And I don't yeah. remember who else we have on the schedule. We're I just going know to we're Philly. Going to... We're going to... I mean, it's yeah. going to... At Philly, at Indy. Yeah. Uh, so home game-wise, uh, I believe that's about it outside of Atlanta. Is, what is it? Th- what are there three home games left? I'll pull up the schedule as we're talking through this. But... I mean, the thing is, is like th- this coming week against Atlanta, I, I just want to... Because Atlanta is a legitimate defense, and we haven't faced... Oh, I'm starting, I'm starting them. I'm starting them. Yeah. I, g- <laughs> good, good plan. But, I mean, I'm just saying that we haven't faced a legitimate starting uh, defense in uh, three weeks Uh so I'm I'm interested to see how the offense, this improved quote unquote offense, fares against that defense. If Jameis is a little bit smarter with the ball, which you know what, honestly, it kind of I mean, he was still kind of doing that dumb shit where he's like getting tackled, throwing the ball away. Like, oh, come on, just take just take stop. the sack. Yeah, stop. Either sure, that sure. or th- figure out the throw it away one step sooner. But if we, if we can sh- come out and show that you know if we put up some points on Atlanta's defense and keep ourselves in the game against them i you know i would almost count that as like hey that's i i'm proud to say that we did at least that how much do you think dirt cutters uh time in atlanta is gonna help well i mean you've got a completely uh brand new coaching staff there with yeah oh well, fair enough coordinator. i mean he knows, he knows matt ryan he knows julio jones roddy white uh Devontae freeman and i think there's a couple uh offensive linemen but the, you know they've retooled as well 
Um, the interesting thing, and this what this is why I'm a, I'm even more disappointed that this team couldn't pick up a win in Washington, is because then you're looking at you've won two games in a row and you're coming in on the road against Atlanta. Here's the deal with Atlanta guys: they are struggling big time, and their record yeah. doesn't show it. But the offense is not playing well, and outside of Devontae Freeman, uh, Matt Ryan looks looks like he's hiding an injury because he is just Ooh, he's right. off. He does he's not look some good. ducks. It just, just it's ugly. Uh, Julio Jones, wow, I, he's he's beat up a little bit as well. I mean, but we know Julio jo- Jones is like all worldwide receiver. So just yeah. from a talent standpoint, he's going to make plays for you. Uh, if you just do a comparison between what the Bucks did against Washington and what the Falcons did against Washington, the Falcons had Washington at home. All right, and this isn't this isn't six weeks ago. This is this is two weeks ago, and uh, I guess we'd be going into. Th- three weeks by the time we come to the, to, uh, this six, next Sunday, yep. uh, the Falcons only scored two offensive touchdowns against Washington the entire game. Uh, they were trailing. They were trailing at the end of the half. Uh, and one of those offensive touchdowns was a fumble recovery where they fumbled it into the end zone and uh, Julio Jones fell on top of the ball. So it's not like, and they didn't do anything really against Tennessee either. So uh, there's a lot of grumblings right now up in Atlanta saying, what the hell is going on with our offense? We've got all this talent. Uh, we're just not being aggressive. We're, we're throwing the ball and we should be running the ball. We've got Devontae Freeman. What are we doing? Uh, their defense is coming on a little bit, but their pass rush really struggles. So the sad thing is if we come into this game with momentum, it, it matches up perfectly because their offense is struggling. Our defense is struggling. Okay, is that kind of a wash? Our offense is starting to peak. Their defense isn't playing that well. So it would have been what I would think would be a very competitive matchup but I just don't have the confidence right now in this nope. defense. Nope. Because you can look at it from the other side and say, well, the the Atlanta offense is struggling. Don't worry about it because the Bucks defense is coming into town and they don't stop anybody. So it's the recipe that we're going to need for success. Oh yeah, and we're going to take that in and 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 just move on from there. Yeah, Atlanta fans are looking at this as like, oh, okay, here's the game where we we right the ship. Yeah, I mean, we, we just get this, ourselves. This is, this is good practice. Yeah. Yeah, every other every other fan of of every other team is saying that about Tampa Bay right now, and that's why I think they were booing. Uh, booing um, the uh, the Redskins so much was because of the fact that you you guys are doing this against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, and we've got uh, I looked at the schedule here. We still have the Saints at home. We still have the Falcons at home, and then the Bears too at the end of the year. Who's so, Bears? Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, three out of the last five or three uh, three out of the last six games are at home uh, on top of the Giants and Cowboys as well. So not the greatest schedule up ahead. No. Four four wins would be cool. <laughs> four wins that, is just going to be honestly, enough to not get him fired. Like, acceptable at this point to win four games. You know, you go from two to four. Uh, what I honestly, what I honestly wanted to see coming into this year was just improvement, and I'd be fine with that. And I thought the offense would struggle a little bit. They're turning it on much quicker than I thought. Uh, through six games, there's a lot of football left to play, um, but we're not seeing that. The offense is carrying the team. The defense is is hurting the team. Because if you're going to improve in some areas, that's just going to it's going to equal wins. Uh, this team lost a lot of close games last year. You know, we can look at two and fourteen, and we can say that this team was the worst uh, team in the NFL. But they lost a lot of close games because of stupid things. So if you can just get those things corrected, you're looking at six or seven wins. So by just saying I would just want this team to improve, that's going to equate into winning more football games. But they're not. They're worse on defense than they were last year. Um, this defense is not even at the level it was, unfortunately, under Greg Schiano. And, and the points yeah, per game show that. The rankings show that. Uh, this fifth-ranked defense bullshit is, is, is what it is. It's bullshit. Fifth uh, ranked. If, fifth. They look at yards. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, if, if the NFL 
scored a game by yards, uh, th- we'd be fine. Okay, the the Bucks would probably be four and two or five and one right now because they're fifth ranked uh, in yards against. But that that only measures a certain thing. What counts, I, I assume. I mean, this is sports, right? Points count. That's that's <laughs> that's how we score games. It's how many points do you score? And they're awful. They're tied for worst in the league, giving up almost thirty points a game. So. That's why they're using, you're losing football games. Uh, if it doesn't get corrected, and if it doesn't get corrected quick, unfortunately, the writing's on the wall. We know what's going to happen at the end of the year. It's not going to get easier. Uh, it's going to get louder in the media and the fans. It, it's, it's just going to be brutal. But unfortunately, this is what we are right now as a football team, and we kind of just have to go through it. And uh, there's going to be gripes in the fan base and bickering of, no, we don't want to fire Lovey Smith. No, we won't. We, we do, you know, back and forth. And at the end of the day, does it really matter? Because whatever, we'll see what happens on the football field. And at the end of the day, if they improve, he gets more time. If they don't improve, he's gone. Leave, leave it to the Bucks to win more games and, and go get worse from hey, a 2-14 season. If he wins if he wins four games, Lovey Smith's going to come out and says, you know what, we doubled our win total from last year. We, we made improvements. Next year we're going to double it again and go 500. Hell yeah. <laughs> Would you guys take 500 right now? Oh, yeah. I would right kill, now? I would kill for Wait, 500. You mean next year or this year? No, right. I mean, any any time. Would you take, uh, you know, I look at like, oh, well. Oh, I got uh, They only won six <laughs> games. I'm like, well, uh, do you got, Do you remember the last time we won six Say it games? ain't so. 500. Yeah, come on now. We have a chance to be good next year, maybe. Yeah, I, 500 would be uh, would be entertaining the, with the deal with the devil right now. Just give me a reason not to think we're going to be shitty next year. And like, I'll, <laughs> yeah. like, then Here's I'll my call money. a win. Here's my money. Yeah. Let's, like, I'll, I'll go buy another Buck shirt. Until then, you can go fuck yourself, Malcolm. Or, yeah, go fuck yourself, Mal- Malcolm Glazier. <laughs> like, I'm not buying any of your stuff. Like, uh, there's no reason, absolutely no reason to buy anything Bucks right now. They've done nothing to, but show that they hate us. Yeah, everyone's buying paperbacks. I think that's yeah, paper really, if you if you own stock in paper right now, yeah, uh, Tampa, it's probably a good and thing. Publix. If you own stock in Publix, yeah. well, paper or plastic or canvas, you can go buy the bucks. Yeah, so. no, this would be the Bucks fans. We would do plastic bags and just have a bunch of dead fans sitting in the in the stands, <laughs> like, <laughs> like commit a mass suicide in Raymond James. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's a Bucks life. They'll still show well, up. Well, it used center. to be. Hey, hey, we'll have the number one. In put, put real cannonballs in the cannons and just. Fire <laughs> Yeah, start aiming them at the opposing quarterbacks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's how you're going to win football games. Just just load the cannon with real ammunition. Uh, and unfortunately, I'd say take out the starting quarterback, but usually the backup quarterbacks do pretty well as, uh, as well. I mean, you could probably... Just pull. take out the opposing head coach. No more play calling. Poof. There you go. I'd say anything you do, it's a buck's life, and we'd still lose somehow. No, we'd yeah, we would lose. miss and hit the cheerleaders. All right, Chris, where can everybody find you? All right. Uh, everything. Uh, well, social media wise, everyone likes Twitter, right? It's at Bucks Brief, B-U-C-S-B-R-I-E-F. Our Facebook page is Facebook.com slash Bucks Brief Podcast. The website's Bucks Brief.com. Uh, we are uh, iTunes, Stitcher. You guys know you guys know all the podcasting places. Right? Oh, yes. I mean, you guys are podcast crazy. Yeah. Uh, Google Play is about to launch podcast. Hopefully yeah, it's going to be it, awesome. Do it. Uh, we're going to be launched on there. We're approved to go. Uh, we're approved to go on Spotify whenever Spotify decides to get their head out of their ass. And uh, oh, they don't. I hope they don't hear me say that. Uh, fine, I'm, I'm, I'm loaded to go on Spotify too. So uh, we're we're gonna be everywhere. Um, can I throw a plug for my other podcast? Absolutely. Fire away. Yes. So I do uh, this other side project that's non-sports related. Uh, it's just basically a bunch of uh, guys getting together and drinking beers, and uh, we we talk about uh, we we always do it remotely. So it's always from a remote location. So it's not it's not in a studio. And uh, we just get together and drink beers, and basically we create interactive content. We create, like, games and challenges 
for our listeners, uh, we've done a Chick-fil-A game where you try to uh, accumulate points every time you go into Chick-fil-A. Um, that show is called BYOCB. It's an acronym you guys can figure out. It's centered around beer. And uh, that the uh, Twitter account for that is at BYOCB show. So if I could throw a plug for that, we put out a show every Monday. It comes out Monday morning. Uh, I think we're 17 shows in. We're recording our 18th show tomorrow night. So it's a fun show if you just like uh, hearing a lot of vulgarity and three guys messing around. And we have guests on sometimes and just kind of. Hey, that's our theme. That's our audience. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get some more listeners because we're, uh, we're, we're big in Tampa and Orlando. And then for some reason, uh, Oakland and San Francisco. I don't know why. Oh, shit. Because they. Shout out to Oakland. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I know exactly why. We get the same thing. It's Bay Area searches. Is that uh, what it is? Yeah, maybe that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, because we're, well, think about it. Oakland, San Francisco are the Bay Area for yeah, California. Bay. We're the second biggest Bay Area in the United States. There you go. Or, well, yeah. I always found that was funny because I, I see that too with the, with the Bucks numbers as well. But I was like, well, oh, people in, it's, it's Washington, D.C., and it's uh, California are, are yeah. outside of Florida. That, that's where people listen. So. Fairfax County, Virginia. Appreciate that you guys letting me get that plug in there. Oh, yeah. Of oh, course. yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, Check uh, Chris out on Bucks Brief. Check him out on uh, BYOCB. And check Chris out. Check Chris out, baby. Just Chris, don't tell my wife if you check me out. Oh, no, we won't. We won't. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Always have a blast. Uh, Nick, Kyle, thanks so much. And uh, uh, let me know when the show's out. I'll retweet the shit out of it. And uh, you guys uh, have a wonderful night. What the hell are you drinking? Right now, I'm drinking a shit. I'm doing a shipyard pumpkin head. This, and I've got Sierra Nevada Nooner Pilsner. Oh, it is pumpkin season. Is pumpkin uh, I'm trying season. to get a sponsorship with Cigar City, so I'm I'm plugging the hell out of Cigar City. Uh, I'm drinking their Invasion Pale, which is my it's my staple beer. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta I gotta get that rolling for next year, man. Yeah. Cigar City would be like the greatest sponsorship. Go check ever. out their Good Gourd. It's mm. delicious. Ah, it's good stuff. I had it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, all right. Well, let's take a quick break, and uh, we're gonna come back and talk some lightning. What's up, guys? It's Kyle. Um, and it's morning, the morning after the podcast, where I do the editing phase of said podcast. Um, obviously, I sound a little different, but hey, I'm still here to tell you about audibletrial.com slash yard. Oh, yeah, it's an advertisement, baby. You know about the music. Uh, listen, if you don't know by now, let me just tell you, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash yard, you can get yourself a free audiobook download. Holy shit, it's for real. It's for real. You can go get a book. It's yours to keep. Uh, it's yours, not for 30 days, not for the duration of the trial, but yours forever. You get to keep that shit forever. Uh, you can go get any number of their 180,000 titles. Uh, you can go get The Catcher in the Rye and rethink your life as an adolescent teenager. Uh, you can go get a, a work of John Steinbeck if you're feeling a little, you know, if you're feeling a little classy and you want to listen to some Steinbeck. Uh, you can do any of those things on audibletrial.com slash yark. They have all of the titles. Um, it's very good for reading, or rather listening in the car. Uh, anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can listen to audibletrial.com slash yark. Uh, so I would highly recommend that you guys go check them out. They have support for all of your devices, Android, iPod, Kindle, and MP3 player. It is well worth your time to do that. So once again, audibletrial.com slash yark. Welcome back to the show. Hi, that hi, was, Nick. That was a that was a fun Bucks half. Yeah, it was fun and informative, and you know, 
a little bit long-winded, but hey, you, you know, no, it was it, no, it was very informative. It, it was, was very nice. Informative. Yes, thank you There's so much. A lot much. of stuff I didn't uh, didn't really actually know was the inner workings. I don't know, man. I don't know if we should fire Levy Smith though. I just think we should we should keep mm, that guy. For I might be. I'm, I could be proposed, like swayed to think. I that just way. think. I just think it's uh, a little early to be talking about firing right. the guy. Well, well, anyway, let's, let's get on to the successful team in the area. <laughs> Well, allegedly, I mean, we've had a we've had a shit run of it the last yeah, week yeah, or so. This is the successful team. We have a winning record. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, as promised, uh, we have. Uh, I, I I don't know, Scott. What would you say? Are you the founding member? Are you a member? Like, what would you say? I am not one of the founding members. I, I'm part of the leadership group. So there's five of us. It's part of the leadership, and ah. uh, one of which is me. But I'm not a founding member, actually. No. Okay, so Scott uh, Valina. Valina, you got Valina. it. Valina. Valina. Hi, Scott. Valina. Valina. All right, so there's a, like a leadership group. There's like a whole hierarchy to the Sticks of Fire? Uh, not really. Just a leadership group, the five of us. They kind of just uh, organize things and, uh, you know, organize events, uh, do the podcast, things like that. You're a person herder, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 heard the masses and lead the. Chance. Go here, scream this. Okay, good. Wait, so who's the guy? Who's the who's the who's the fucking guy that like that started it all? Um, Michael Tully, actually. Do you guys know Mike Tully? Don't know Mike Tully. Okay, he's on the podcast with me. We usually just call him Tully. Uh, he's the founding member, actually. He's the he's the guy that started it all. So is he the guy that like that came like that came up with like the idea of doing like soccer chants or like kind of yep. bringing a soccer atmosphere to the whole thing? Yep, he is the one. Is he so like I mean, could you could you talk about like the like where it came from? So, I mean, obviously, when I see it from the outside in, I'm like, okay, that's like a soccer thing we're trying to like it's a soccer <laughs> culture we're trying to har- harbor. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, Tully. So Tully, uh, he was a part of a group called AO, which is like a soccer supporters group. And um, what the, what you know, the AO kinda, stand for? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't really know shit about awesome. soccer. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Something with O. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I knew, man. Uh, you, you got me on the spot on that one. <laughs> okay. I, I, you don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Scott. <laughs> no, man. What am I doing? No, but, uh, <laughs> he kind of got he got with Sean, who's one of the other founding members, and Kent, who's the third founding member. And it was kind of Mike Tully's idea, and, and the three of them kind of started the whole thing up and was like, hey, let's do what I'm doing for soccer with AO for, uh, you know, for the Lightning and get Sticks of Fire or get uh, get a season tickets. We'll call it Sticks of Fire, and it's it's kind of gone from there, man. It's blown up from there. So, you know, like everybody in Section 205 and, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, they all hate you guys, right? Yeah, I've heard. I get the tweets every once in a while from oh, them. Lovely. Yeah, I mean, like, there, I, there, there's definitely some criticism of you guys out there that... that... Uh, but there's also some strong support. It's Absolutely, nice to have man. A... You know, I mean, there's always going to be people that don't like what we're doing, and that's okay. I mean, I come from... Uh, I, I've played in bands my whole life, man, in, in rock bands, so I, I've heard my share of criticisms for everything that i've ever done so yeah. <laughs> it's not that i'm you know it's not that i'm not used to man you get for every person that loves you there's someone that hates you, you my know? thing is is like yeah it's 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 awesome because i've always been of the, the type that's like okay tampa as a fan base like we always get dogged and like people so always like heritage right. not they want to kick us around they want to think yeah, that we're yeah. that, that we're nothing to be appreciated so you, what you guys kind of do is 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 a little bit of a fuck you to like well, i feel like it legitimizes us like that is exactly what we're trying to do, man. That is exactly the goal of Sticks of Fire. Yeah. Like, we have, a, we have, look, these are dedicated fans. Shut the hell up. We have them. You can't say we right. don't have them. They're here. 
Right. That yes. is we had a we have a meme on our on our Facebook somewhere, maybe on our Instagram, that shows during the Stanley Cup run, uh the the it's a picture of the live broadcast from from Chicago and from Tampa Bay. And if I could find that, I'll send it to you, man, because it, it's staggering. I mean, there was literally like 10 people behind the live broadcast in, in Chicago. Really? And it, you see a sea of us just <laughs> as far as the, I could see, man, pretty much in front of the arena behind the live broadcast in Tampa Bay for the for the Stanley Cup game there. But I mean, Scott, how is that? We don't have a fan base. Yeah. That was how I captioned did the Did Vinick meme. pay all like, those people? Vinick paid all those people, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he paid us to be there, of course, man. You know, I mean, that's... You didn't get your <laughs> monthly check for being a Lightning fan? Dude, Vinnick hung out with you guys, though, right? Didn't he come, didn't he come out and hang out, hang out with you guys? He did. He came into the section one night and sat with us, man. He sat with us uh, for about, uh, you know, uh, halfway through the first period. A little bit more wow. than that, I think it was. Most of the first period. Wow. Most, and, uh, was it like, was it like most the... of a period with the owner? That's pretty cool. It was great, man. Like, you know, I, I got to shake his hand and meet him and, and taught him a chant. And he did a chant with us. It was, it was pretty awesome. What was, chant did he do with you guys? He loves us. Like, no, no. What, what chant did he do? What specific though? chant? Yeah. What, what Dude, speci- I wish I could remember now. Um, uh, I don't remember. Maybe it was. Uh, I think he did the I Believe chant with us, actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I think that. so. See, for all, for all intents and purposes, I know I say that a lot, but for all intents and purposes, the, you know, the folks in 205 and the folks in, in uh, 209 could go fuck themselves because it's like, I, I, <laughs> I think. It's one of the coolest things hearing it on the, like, the TV broadcast. Look, if I, I agree. If I take my family to the game or something, I'm not going to go sit in 205 or 209. I'm going to go sit across from you guys, to be but honest. If, because, if, it's like, because it's like, I know what to expect when yes. I sit around 207. But if Kyle and I go to a game, we're going to go in 205. Yeah, yeah 205 gonna, or 207. Yeah, yeah, we'll go right in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, for sure. I, you know, I mean, I have no ill will for anybody that doesn't like the group or, or anything, man. I mean, we're going to keep doing what we're doing, and hopefully they'll join in with us and, and participate and, and get on board with what we're trying to do. And if not, that's cool, too. You know, whatever. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of like, Lightning fans will, guys, will give you guys shit because you... Um you know, you start taunting the goaltender after maybe a, the one goal or your, or something or like he that. falls down or yeah. something. But yeah, can, so I mean, I mean, is that someone else? Someone's got to do it. Yeah, you know, man. I mean, we get criticized for a lot of things we do, and it, it it honestly doesn't bother us one bit, man. I mean, we get a lot of tweets. I mean, uh, we just talked about this on our last episode of our podcast, and um, you know, we got a tweet just recently from someone that was like, "Oh, well, you know, you, you guys chanted ref, you suck" when it was a legit call. And, you know, my response is just kind of like, dude, I don't give a shit. (laughs) I get it, though. But, like, see, I get get where some of the criticism are coming, like, where some of the criticism is is coming from. Because a lot of people in this market understand hockey very well. And they want to be viewed as, like, a smart fan base. Whereas, I think, at this point... We should just be like the the fanboy base that pisses you off. Like you know, you, you already, need to go a little Philly. You like already don't, steer you, into it. Well, steer into the it's it's hockey in Tampa. You already don't like us because it goes against your social norm, or you know, it goes against yeah. the norm of hockey. Yeah, we can't oh, play. You, we can't you, play them at their game. We got to beat them at ours. You're right, man. Like that. That's a great point. You know, I mean, my point was kind of like. I'm not going to sit here and analyze it and be like, oh, was it a legit call? Yeah, it was kind of questionable, whatever. No, I don't fucking care. You're putting a lightning player in the box. You suck. You know what I, mean? much, I don't care yeah. if it's a legit call or not. I'm going to chant ref, you suck. But that's a great point, too, man. You know, I mean, that's 
uh, I like that mentality of, you know, that's what you get when you're going to come and play in our building. Like, I don't care. We need we need that. that's well, actually, I shouldn't say we need. We have that swagger back. We had the best home record last year. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I would say that it can't be, even if it's a small part, has to be to, to the atmosphere, which is a big part thanks to you guys because we have a loud stadium. It's... It's it's nice to play for a team that has that loud stadium. You know, we always hear a bitch about the the Rays f- players say like, "Oh, it would be nice if we could play in front of the." Yeah. But yeah. Lightning players don't have that issue because it's it's we have a great crowd every night. Absolutely, and it's not just us, man. It's not just three hundred seven. It's the entire building. Yeah, it you is. Know what I mean, and that mm-hmm. that's what we want. That's what the idea of Sticks of Fire was. It was never, you know, uh, let's be loud in three hundred seven. No, it was like let's. Let's be loud across the entire arena and get this entire arena chanting for for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I guess I just I have a, like a, an appreciation for you guys because you, you you're doing something that I've always wanted to do. Like I've always wanted to be that guy, the guy that like makes the like that rallies a group of fans in such a way that just scares or otherwise pisses off opposing fans. The Jets <laughs> firefighter guy. You yeah, just, you want to be you you want to be the the rally. <laughs> I, I, yeah, so it's like it's I, I I have to commend you guys. It's like it's everything I've always wanted to do as a fan. Like I've always been the loud, boisterous guy at, at the the stadium who's gonna sit. I like can at, vouch for that. Yes, yeah. He has. At the Rays <laughs> fan or at the Rays games, I'll sit I'll sit by the opposing bullpen and, and heckle the bullpen. I'll talk shit to an opposing goalie. You know. Yeah. Oh my God, that's that's I'll, fun. I'll sit in the end zone for pregame warmups. So so that, I mean. <laughs> I like that, man. I appreciate that. I, I definitely do appreciate that. And that's, 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 that's my mentality. mentality. I was about to say, it's a certain mentality that you have to have. You're like, I'm going to do my best to get in their head. Exactly, man. That's, that's the whole idea. So, yeah, I mean, um, some of the, some of the chants you guys come up with, I know that's, that's too much of a radio question. Fuck that question. I know where you come Fuck up with them. Yeah. You just, <laughs> right, I want to, okay. Hard taking question. What's your opinion? Where do you come on, up with some of these chits, guy? This, yeah. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's uh, what's your, what's your take on the wave? Cause I'm a personal, I hate the wave. I, I don't like that thing. It's old. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not a big fan. It's man. silent. It's not a any thing. of us are big supporters of the wave and sticks of fire. <laughs> I was cool with the wave up until like a couple of years ago where I'm like, I don't want to get out of a seat. The drug. You're making me do things. Stop it. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much right there with you, man. It's uh I'm not a huge fan of see, it. See, we gotta get see this is what this is what needs to happen. Like it needs to get like come down from two oh seven to like be like on the glass somewhere. Oh yeah. Like and then and then you just like start scaring players and like so we're like oh, we don't like playing there anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right outside the penalty box and just like everybody around. Hey. This is the third glass pane they've broken this year. <laughs> I like it. Brought, brought to you by Armor Tech Windows and Glass. I'm telling you, I know some of the, I know some of the purists would be like, ah, fuck them. But I'm like, I'm like, oh, good. Let's let us. Let's be crazy. You know, it, there's so many Yankee fans out there. There's so many uh, Patriots fans uh, out uh, there. Blackhawks fans. Okay, no, no. Just... okay. There's okay. So there's a lot of Blackhawks fans. There are more haters than there are people who are fans of that those teams. I yeah, want I to be the team. Like I think it's it, it's it's nice at one point in time as your fan or as your of your team to be, oh, good for them. Like everybody roots for the Arizona Cardinals right now because right. Okay, well, what was them? I want to be the team that's like no, 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 fuck them, no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Those are the teams that win. I want to yep, be a team yep. that wins. I don't want teams to like us. 
Right, right, right. And win consistently. You know, that's the key, that win championships consistently. Well, I mean, that's, you got to say the, the, the Lightning, are, are they're doing a damn good job so far of being consistent. So far, man. So far. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of a slow start to the season right now. But, uh, you know, we're, we're looking pretty good. I think we're so like much hockey third. left. There's so much hockey. Yeah, left. it's I mean, I see on Facebook and on social media, man, people freaking out with like, like our season's yeah. over. I'm like, dude, dude, stop getting, get out of, get out about? of the bucks mode and get yourself yeah. into hockey mode. It's the thing is, is like, you know, it's getting bad when like, there's people on Twitter that are like, oh, well, you know, the last team that got back to back shutouts, it was, uh, it happened to be the 76 Red Wings and everybody knows what happened with them. I don't a, know. Just, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, oh, so that yeah, you're right. And that, you know, the, the, the sport back then was played differently too. Right. I don't know. We, we've had a lot of injuries uh, that have befallen our team. Headman comes to mind. Brian Boyle, he's a hu- huge part of Bishop's our team. Bishop's exhausted. He's started yeah, all but exactly. one game. Vasilevsky, exactly. is, as soon as he gets his conditioning games in in Syracuse, and I'll say this much, Gudlevsky is, is good enough to spell Bishop for a game. But yeah, I agree. That that Poulin guy, he was he, he was he was got off. Is he off the team? He, oh yeah, he cleared exactly. waivers yeah, he's and now he's, he's starting in H, in Syracuse. Yep. Oh. Oh, so speaking of Syracuse, I mean, uh, Avassi got designated so for Syracuse. Yeah, he's doing his conditioning stance now. Yep, he's down there for a few games. Is it all that is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah for sure. And then him and um, Goodlevskis. I'm going to start calling him Goody because I'm not pronouncing his name <laughs> wrong anymore. So like him, and, him and Goody are going to be switched. Wait, Scott, how do you pronounce it? I think it's Guzlevsky. Goodlevsky. I've heard everybody say it differently, man. <laughs> like, I know. I've, I've heard Gudlevskis. If we were live on, on Mixer or something, someone would tell us. Yeah, I, I feel like I've heard it pronounced Gudlevsky, and I've heard it pronounced Gudlevskis. Yeah, good, I've, I've heard Gudlevskis. Is, it's like, okay, I, I think you put too many S's in there. Someone's screaming at their iPhone right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. you no, this is, uh, this is Anthony. <laughs> Anthony at Strike Twice is screaming at his uh, radio right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's... I, it, it's we're, what we're ten games into the season, and we we just we've just got on, gotten off of two brutal road trips in a row. Yeah, and man. I mean that that entire yeah. I mean Chicago and St. Louis. I mean that's 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 not <laughs> that's easy. That's a gauntlet man. at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah it's it's. And we're still in second. All. And we're still, so so. Everybody, calm down. Yeah, take a, yeah, just, exactly. Take a breather. We I, came out I, a lot stronger last year. That's all. I'm, I mean, but granted, we only had like what like two months off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice Stanley Cup joke in there. Zing. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I, I think I think you can attribute that to it's kind of like the you know, we're playing like a team that's a, got a little bit of a hangover. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, there's no reason to panic, man. It's only a matter of time before we turn things around and, and are just rolling and flying. I mean, just like you said, Bishop's exhausted, you know, and we'll be all right, man. We'll be we'll absolutely be okay. I hope. I sure hope so. I mean, do you, do you guys think? We'll, I have full faith. Uh, you know, in, in Iserman, nope. I trust. You and me both, brother. Scott, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think Stamkos is back next year? Man, you know, we've been having that conversation on our podcast a lot. So man. have we. I, I <laughs> do. I personally. I mean, you know, I do too. Some of the other guys don't. I absolutely think so. I think Kyle's scared know, shitless. We're going to so lose scared. him. <laughs> We're going to lose him to a Canadian team. I, I am. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm scared, man. But I, I think he's going to be back. I think this whole thing, he's holding out for more money. And, uh, you know, I mean, did you guys hear the uh, the rumors recently, like last week, I think, over there, over the Calgary? Yeah, oh, Calgary deal? and Montreal. And... Yeah. What, really? What what happened? The rumors. This, that someone Just in Montreal rumors. and someone in Calgary got bored and were like, you know, we're, you know, we're getting Stamkos, right? Oh. Uh, 
Mm. Yeah, well, it, apparently it, it, there might be some legit uh, truth or fact to the rumors where at least Calgary did hit up Iserman about a trade for uh, for Stamkos, and they were offering him like three guys, one center. I think it was Brendan. Uh, one center, and uh, I don't even remember who else, man. But, uh, you know, nothing happened it. Nothing came of it, you know. <laughs> you have to change your logo to blue. Hey, look, if we could, <laughs> if we could trade him for, like, some sweet-ass player, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. I, I, mean, I, I, I hate to say this because I love Stamkos. I love what he is to the community. I love, you know, what he is on, 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 on and off the ice. He's but a good... Fuck him. But if, <laughs> if anything... If anything Iserman and the Lightning have taught me that anyone and everyone is replaceable. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I hate I hate to mm. lose Stamkos. I man. know. I absolutely hate to. He's a 50-goal like, scorer. Those, I mean, <laughs> let's ship him to Anaheim. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you guys, I don't want to have to. It's like it's like giving somebody something like, hey, I don't want to touch this anymore. Bye. Wait, okay, Scott. If, like, so if Stamkos leaves, is it like salt to earth at that point? Like, fuck, like For him, time, definitely. Anytime he he's going to score a hat trick. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. I mean, uh, again, I don't think he's leaving. I really don't. No. I don't. I don't see us letting him go. So, what do you think? The if you're if you're leaning towards Stamco staying, what's your opinion on Hedman then? Oh, that, yeah, that too. As far as ha- Hedman staying, yeah, yeah, because I mean, you, do you can you keep both? Do you realistically can you keep both? Yeah, good question. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think so. I've heard that we can. I mean, then, I've heard that because uh, um, when is Hedman's contract up? Isn't it up like two years from now? Two years. No, he's in his second to last year. Next year's his last year. Okay, so. Yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a real problem. It's um, yeah. well, the thing is, is you're you're talking about a, a, a top five defenseman in the league and top five. Forward, forward. yeah. I mean, so if, how do you, how can you financially keep both? If yeah. we, if one of them was, wasn't on the team, there would be a contract done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If Hedman was not here, Stamkos would already have his nice, pretty five-year extension signed off with a brand new Cadillac. You know, right? And uh, I mean, geez, between the two, man, if if just hypothetical situation, I mean, if we're if we're talking where we can only pick one of the two, where one stays and the other leaves. Sophie's choice. You pick, man. Hedman. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but yeah, I'd pick Hedman because yeah. I think defensemen, elite defensemen, are much more rare in this league than elite forwards. I hate to say it, oh, but that's it's very true. And we have guys that could step up uh, with Stamkos. Our fucking off. second lines. Uh, our second line would be a first line on, on 26, 27 other teams. Yep. Yeah, uh, but Absolutely. I, both of them are irreplaceable. You can't. They repl- really are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what I was just gonna say. They they both are irreplaceable. But yeah, I mean. We, but we got yeah. fucking Brian Boyle playing on our fourth line. I mean, come on. We, <laughs> we're we a bit greedy right now. A bit greedy, what you say, Governor? <laughs> well, I mean, aren't we paying the triplets combined like $4 million? They're not making that much. I think Kucherov's making in the 700000 range. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, they're, they're still on their really, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Anthony tweeted at me, fix that. I had to make sure I, I had to make sure I got Scott on on a Wednesday. Like we we usually record on Thursdays, but I'm like, no, there's a game tomorrow. So like, no, I, yeah, yeah, I want to hear. I, I knew it improved my chances. Game well, tomorrow, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Good. It's a good thing you said that too. It's <laughs> always it's always really Wednesday. It's always a really like nice breath of fresh air to get other like diehard Lightning fans because. Even though you actually, see them, you're the, Scott, you're the first lightning guest we've actually had on, right? No, I Anthony. Anthony, uh, Anthony no okay, kidding. Yeah. Are you kidding right. 
All right, fine, fine. And it takes a special kind of asshole. Okay, you know what? <laughs> yeah, no, Anthony's an all he's an all sports fan. Ah, oh, fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. It's okay. It's it's just he, Scott. Don't mind Kyle. He, he he's 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 not used to being the hockey not hockey guy. I've got three beers in me, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's quite all right. <laughs> um, but it. So where what's the what what future do you see for the sticks of fire? Do what's, you do you see wait. bigger, better things? Or are you just gonna ramp up? The they're gonna they're gonna like, go global. They're gonna take over. The no, world. no, no. I mean, like you guys have you organized an away game yet? Yeah, we did a couple last year, man. Um, we did we did a Panthers game last year. Ah. Um, we've talked about doing a couple this year. We've we've looked at the schedule and tried to find um, you know, uh, somewhere where it's gonna be a weekend game that's not too far for our members to travel out to. Um, but yeah, the Panthers game last year was great, man. I mean, we, we can always do that again. Dude, let's do, uh, let's do like a Bruins game or something. Oh, I'd love that. Right. <laughs> when they just when, like a, a bright blue corner. We'd start a riot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Oh, I would love that so much. Oh. <laughs> I honestly, you know what would be better than Boston? Philly. Uh, go oh, go into Philly. Cause oh, I, hate I have a special hatred in my heart for the Flyers. You and me both, man. You and me both. Absolutely hate the Flyers for so many reasons, but yeah, going into Philly and uh, just because yeah. of not 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 even just for the Flyers, like fuck the Eagles, fuck the Phillies, yep. hey, you yep. know, fuck the 76ers while you're at it. Yup, fuck their entire fan base. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and that jail and all your stadiums, you losers. Oh, come, come, come now, you two. No, fuck that. Fuck them. Let's say, hey, hey, let's dial it back. Okay, <laughs> Secret sure. Agent Vinny's over there uh, destroying you guys from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Is he still like a healthy scratch every night? Oh, I really hope not. I I, I I I don't follow, but for his sake, I hope he's. But the bad play hockey, eh? yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I wonder how he's doing over there, man. I haven't even like he's, looked he's at. He's he's a he's a healthy scratch most nights from from la- beginning of this season and the end of last season. Vinny So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say he's probably got under minus seven points. Less than seven points. Jeez. Vinny LeCavier f- finally figures into Flyers plans. That's a great That's a great lead-in. <laughs> it's great alliteration there, Mr. Uh, headline writer David Isaac of the fucking Courier Post. <laughs> <laughs> the way Vinny LeCavier sees it. Uh, oh, Christ. There's ads. Hey, Never. just, dude, stats, numbers. This yeah, season yeah. has just been an extension of the summer. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's sabotage. It, it's, it's Ooh, a, speaking of sabotage, that would be a good intro music for uh, Ooh, yeah. I just like sabotage. Like it's it's crazy. Hey, Scott, you're in a band, right? Yeah, kind of, man. I mean, not so much anymore. I mean, um, fuck those know, guys, right? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Big time, six to five. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, not so much anymore. Yeah, I mean, we came about this time last year, actually, man. We came home from tour after just being on the road just nonstop. And my singer was like, I need a break. And we kind of really haven't done shit since, God man. Like, singers. Yeah, lazy bastards. How long ago was that? <laughs> Say that again? How long ago was that? It was this time last year when we came home from our last tour. Uh, so it's been about a year now since I've really done much of anything, man. I, you- I filled in here and there with some friends' bands, but... Nothing major like I was doing, you know. You guys are still together, though, right? Kind of. I mean, we're together in that, you know, we still, uh, we haven't really gotten together and jammed or played shows or toured or done anything. I mean, we've we've uh, discussed, you know, um, 
the album sales and you know financial stuff like that we're still yeah. together as a business pretty much we really haven't done much as far as the fun or enjoyment of actually being in a band you know? yeah i've got to feel the the awesomeness of doing playing music together what's your yeah, well, what's, you in a band no fuck no I'm, in a, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of podcasts i know what that feels like yeah a lot of high high editing <laughs> yep 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 it's, it's rough yeah. more or less the same thing like, yep. what do they, what do you guys call it uh, not tonight, Josephine. Okay. Not tonight, Josephine. I like not it. Not tonight, Josephine. Yeah. What kind of music? Rock? Rock and roll? Yeah. Play, you do that rock and roll rap? Yeah. I don't know if you listen to any like rock or hard rock or any or punk or anything like that, but it's kind of in the punk form. Back in format. the day, I did. Yeah. Cav was a big punk. You were a big punk fan. Yeah. yeah. Fucked with a little gutter mouth, a little anti-flag. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, not so much anymore. Now I'm into like the hip hop. Are you? Yeah. Do you know Do you know who Stitches is? I don't know who Stitches is. I know who Peaches is. Peaches. Yeah. <laughs> Sucking all my titties like you. <laughs> oh, that's. <Yeah. laughs> I sang that song karaoke once. Man. Yeah. That's hilarious. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Teachers of Peaches. Hey, yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, look up Look up Stitches, man. That's my Halloween costume. He's like the greatest rapper look ever. Look he's, he's amazing. Look him up right now. Yeah. yeah I'm look in up brick in your face. Stitches. <laughs> He's got an AK-47 tattooed on his cheek. Does he really? Oh, my God. He's like the whitest white rapper I've ever seen. <laughs> he's, he's fucking insane, dude. Oh, it's no, like, never mind. This guy's scary. Oh, God. Yeah, he's insane. Like, he is straight up insane. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, he's got like... Oh, God. This man's scary. He's, like, he's, got, he's tattooed all over his body. He's got like spiky gold uh, grills. Yeah. He's got a tattoo across his face like Jack Pumpkin. Or what's the guy from the... Uh, Skellington. Jack Skellington from oh, yeah, Nightmare yeah, yeah, Before yeah. Christmas. Yeah, he's got, he's got a, dude, he's got, he literally has a machine gun tattooed on his cheek. It's yeah, hilarious. I'll check him out. What's his, what's his big song? Uh, check out uh, either Brick in Your Face. <laughs> yeah, your check face. out Brick in Your Face. <laughs> well, we've got outro music now. You guys need to have a Brick in Your Face uh, yeah, there you chant. Go. Yeah, you play that as your outro song. It's, it's amazing. Fuck so, yeah, I, Scott, I gotta ask, which, where are you? Where do you sit on uh, this the Marty St. Louis issue now that it's we're a season or off season between us and what happened? Was it last year? Then? No, it was the year before last. No, that but, was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean as far as how do I feel about him leaving? Yeah, no. I mean, how do you feel about him like ending his career in New York? Are you pro Marty? Like, uh, is all man. forgiven now well, that he's retired, or is he still the devil? I still okay, so I've softened a little bit. When it initially happened, man, I mean, I was absolutely yeah, yeah, it was like salted earth, like fuck absolutely. I've softened a little bit. I I still, you know, there's some ill will there, man. I mean, you know, I I was I was glad to see him not win the cup last year. Yeah, that was that was or two years ago, two years ago, two years ago, and this year too. Yeah, it was it was funny to see see him lose last year too. Yep, that was even better since we kicked his ass out. Yeah, yeah his last game as an NHL player was losing to the Tampa Lightning. I want I want everybody yep. to know that. That is awesome. Oh yeah, that's true. That was fantastic. <laughs> that's a little sad too. No, it's not. It's 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 it's, it's like nice nice amount of Epsom salt right yeah, in a wound. Yes, yeah. yep. right, right in there. And, you know, I I don't know if you guys ever heard the rumors about him like that he wanted out of Tampa because his wife like because like there was so a they, lot of rumors, man, that he was like having an affair and his oh, wife. Oh yeah. like, yes. Get, yeah, I don't know how true that is. So I mean, it's I heard it was medical like, issues with some family member that had the better. They had better hospitals wherever he wanted to go, or something I like heard that. He yeah. he wanted to get his kids into like better youth hockey programs. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense, too. Yeah. I mean, well, whatever shit. it was, man, just the way it happened. The, I mean, he couldn't wait till the end of the fucking season. I know you're 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 almost you're you're locked playoff team. What are you doing, guy? Yeah. Like you. That was just such a dick move, man. And, and you know, yeah, I mean, not cool, Marty. No. And, and it came off whether it was the case or not. It came off like it was a result of the, the you know, the the Olympic team. Oh, yeah. You know, whether whether that's the case or not, like that's how it came off, man. Like surely he had to realize that that was going to happen. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he had no self-conscious about like how that was going to look to the lightning fans who have like loved this dude, you know, forever. Nah, I just it kind of made it apparent of how much of a Napoleon complex he has. Ah, yeah, abs- yeah, actually. Good I point. Guess. Yeah, it, it did. No, he has a Napoleon complex. He's. Well, I got I got shafted twice. Yeah, we Fuck don't you. we don't know though. We don't know. I, Maybe I say, he's the one who broke Stamkos. I say that now because he's retired. You know, if, if he was still playing, I might say fuck him. But I mean, we don't know the full story. I don't know. I've saw. I, I mean, I, I agree with Scott. I've softened a little bit, but to a point where he's still kind of a dick. Yeah, there is still some. I mean, yeah, I still I still have that towards him, man. I mean, I don't like, I don't absolutely like hate his guts anymore. No, no. But uh, which is where I was at. It, it also could <laughs> have to do with the fact that we, you know, just like you said. He he ended his career with a loss to the Bolts. I mean, that's that's fine with me. I have maybe softened soft. That's what helped soften me on yeah, him a little bit. You know? I agree. Because if <laughs> yeah. he would have gone further than us in the playoffs, he would have been like, you motherfucker. Oh, I'd be, <laughs> Definitely. I'd be cursing his name right now, man. Yeah, exactly. Which right. is which sucks because, you know, I, I had that problem. Of like, I want to see Lundquist. If the Lightning don't win the cup, I want to see Lundquist get a cup. God, man, yeah. dude deserves it. He does. Yeah, he guess. does. But not at not, not New at the, York. Not yeah, not exactly. not expensive us and not with Marty. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, no. Fuck Lundquist. Like as long as he's with New York. Fuck New York, man. Double. Is it kind of like McNabb in Philly? <laughs> no, they're like, just, he's they just get double out. down on all their fucking franchises every year. So like the okay, oh yeah, the Mets are in the goddamn World Series. Because, great. Yeah, great. Like oh, <laughs> New York gets another championship. Good for yep. you. And now you've got two right now. Both the both the Islanders and the fucking Rangers are ahead of us and or or tied with us yeah. in the standings as of right now. Fuck well, New York. Okay, the thing is, is Rangers. They're old. I don't think they make it. But no. the Islanders. I think the Islanders are for yeah, real. The Islanders are set up. Uh, for, I think the Islanders yep. are for real. If their goaltending can stay healthy and pan out, they were, they look good last year. Yep. Yeah, they did, man. And uh, did they get sw- did they get knocked out in the first round last year? Yes, so, they yeah. got knocked out in the first round. But I couldn't remember. Yeah, they scare me more than the Rangers too, man. I mean, the Rangers yeah. Rangers are kind of like that one card. You're like, oh, okay, I get your trick, guy. I know. Yep, exactly. Yeah, there's yeah. an old team that is relying on their goaltending at this point. They're the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. No, we're good. <laughs> no, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> they're like the no, actually, they're like the Yankees. Oh yeah, yeah, even better. A little bit. Absolutely, more clo- a little closer to home because uh, it's, you know, it's the New York way. Yeah, Rangers fans are Yankees fans. Islanders fans are Jets fans. Oh, so the yeah. Islanders fans are going for the Mets right now. Yeah, yeah Mets- exactly. Look, if you're a fan of if you're a fan of the Islanders, you're a fan of the Mets and the Jets and Jets. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you're a Rangers fan, then you're also a Yankees fan and a Giants fan and a Knicks fan too. God, what a oh, yeah. what an annoying group of bunch that would have been. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like these are the guys that make fun of people wearing for, for for wearing I love New York shirts, but also selling them on the side of the road. That's what these that's the equivalent of these people. Hey, we love you, New York. If no, I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> God, there, if three cities that I could just, ugh, it, it you know, it yeah. Would, go, it, if you just wipe them off the face of the earth, I don't know. Just, if, if, if maybe destroy our economy, if, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, if everything could be okay, maybe annex these these or cities 
to uh, Canada for something cool. Yeah, let Biloxi, like, Mississippi take over. The- or at least the NX are sports teams. Yeah, can yeah. We, I just want to get rid of Philadelphia, Boston, and New York. Like, okay, I'll bye. agree with that. Look, if we could, if we could stop this bullshit of like uh, a city gets two of each sports team. Yeah, can we? Can we not? <laughs> really? Can we not what do shit that? is that, man? Like, what kind of shit is that? Yeah, it, it's and like, now it looks like LA is going to get two. I can't, I can't go into the fucking Hard Rock Casino and say, uh, these two chairs are mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Why? Well, so because I, I'm big enough for both. So I, quali- wait, I qualify LA, for. I know LA was, is, is trying to get like the Raiders. Is there talk of them getting two? Yeah, the Rams. Yeah, the Raiders and the, the Rams and uh, Chargers. I thought it was a char- yeah, Chargers. Rams and Chargers looks pretty. Uh, God. Because I knew that it was like kind of up. Well, it's actually three, God, and they're trying for f- two. That'd be a fucking disaster. <laughs> like, I can't wait to see that happen. Wow. Watch it. They'll pull, they'll pull three. The, L.A. will be the first city to host three teams in one stadium. I don't want. I mean, I don't want to see it happen because I. I do. I want to see. I want no. to see the, that train wreck happen. It's heartbreaking <laughs> for the, the 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 San Diego and the the St. Louis fans. I don't wish. Oh that no. Okay. Yeah. Them. All right. Now taking a second second perspective of that. Yeah, I don't want to see. I, I want to root for any team losing their franchise. Yeah, but if it happens, it'd be <laughs> fucking hilarious. Okay, if it happens, do you want to see it happen to St. Louis, San Diego, or Oakland more? I don't want to see it happen to anybody. Mm. I say Oakland. I would say Oakland. <laughs> Get that black hole out of there. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Just flush the black hole. I just feel like at this point in time, like the 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 um, athletics are going to be like grasping at the Raiders. Like, no, don't you, don't you leave us here. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Hi guys. Yeah, we like baseball, and please don't <laughs> knife us. Look, I I, I think uh, there's a lot of uh, good. I mean, look at Tampa. What we've done here with the Lightning. Yeah. And yeah. how well our fan base has responded to just good ownership and you know ownership that gives a shit about you know their 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 or their a smart image an owner smart enough to hire somebody who knows more about him. I think I think yeah. hockey expanding hockey can work, and I think that you know it's it's certainly well within uh, the NHL's. Uh, I think they would do well to to expand south and, and further than that. And the same with Mexico with, City Aztecs. Well, the same with the <laughs> M, the NFL and the MLB. Like, stop giving these fucking cities who have already had these failed franchises more franchises. Like, go give yeah. give another give another city a franchise. I don't. There's yeah. nothing in North or South Dakota. You're telling me like some somewhere up there doesn't need a team. Come on, give them something to root for. Wyoming, Wyoming, yeah, yeah. Wyoming. It's the sticks of Wyoming. Yeah, exactly. Let them, let them talk about your shit. You know what? South Carolina <laughs> deserves a team. North Carolina is hogging all the shit. That's oh. true, man. They get credit for all the Carolina, you know. Come mm-hmm. on, that's not fair. Yeah, they want to lump them into one. Hey, we're two states, buddy. Yep. Cam Newton's <laughs> not my quarterback. You know what? Maine, Maine deserves a... I'll root for a Maine team. Yeah, man. It's the Bangor... I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Scott, you guys going to be at the uh, Avalanche game? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, man. I, I, you I, guys I, going? I, I want to come sit with you guys. I, I, no, Dude. I'm not going, to be honest. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching on TV, hopefully. What about the uh, Saturday game, the Halloween game? You guys going to go to that? I'm not going to go to that either. I got, am got going Halloween to be plans. working. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, bummer. Well, anytime you guys want to go, man, like make sure you hit well, me up. Well, next time, so next time I go to a game, I will definitely. I drop will hit you up. Yeah, Nick, please do, man. I mean, you got my Nick number. Just, just shoot you me a text. We'll meet up. You know what we'll do is like Nick and I will hit you up. We'll go and then like we'll take a recorder and do like live within the section three hundred seven. And we're paint, oh, that'd be awesome. And we'll paint our faces. Yeah, try to do something. Like that. <laughs> Dude, that would be great. You guys should totally do that. We did that back in the day. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go on center uh, on center ice and and shoot for uh, a signed hockey stick that I won. Yep. Okay. It was during How the playoff game, that? though. It was during the playoff game. It was during the, uh, we were against the Devils. Devils, yeah. It was the, it was the elimination game against the Devils. And we lost and, it. And we lost it. Oh, damn. We were at that game. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but we, hey, we got in the ice. Yeah, we did. We got to go. You're goddamn. Like, goddamn where is it? I was about to say, every time we record, I look at that goddamn stick. Uh, it's my closet. <laughs> Signed by Vincent LeCavier himself. <laughs> yep. Nice. nice. Well, fuck yeah. Okay, so hey, where, where can everybody find your podcast? Uh, the Black Bandana is the name of the podcast. It's on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, and it's on SoundCloud. Uh, if you just search the Black Bandana on any of those, man, you'll find it. Sweet. Yeah. And, Please uh, subscribe and rate us, even if you tell us you think we suck and our chance are stupid. Hey, it only takes 60 <laughs> seconds, guys. So if you go and exactly. rate the Black Bandana, to fuck yeah. yeah. Hop on over to Shark Dropper, do that for us, too. Yeah. Um, to our listeners out there, if you're at a Lightning game, Go visit the Six of Fire. Tell them you heard us heard about them on Word of the Bay. Obviously, you heard about them before that, but Do tell them you heard us first. on Word of the Bay. And uh, yeah, go go. Uh, we'll get a Word of the Bay chant going. That's what we'll do. Dude, yeah, dude. Oh, let's do it. I'll think of something for you guys. I'll definitely. If you come, <laughs> awesome. if you come, hey, if you come sit with us in three hundred seven, I will start a Word of the Bay chant. I promise you. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we, we'll organize a larger group to come to that game too. We that would be drop. great. And yeah, if any of your listeners, man, like feel free to approach any of us anytime, man. We're all we're all nice people. You guys really are, yeah. Hey, tell hey, you thanks, what, if, man. Listeners, if you want to do it, go bring them a beer. I think I think <laughs> there, there's a lot of criticism is made over the Six of Fire, but I think all, ultimately you guys kind of deserve the attention that you've gotten because I think it's I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Think well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's you know, nobody in the group has ever like wanted this to be like any type of like click or like any kind of like we never wanted anybody to feel like they weren't they couldn't be a part of this or like anything like that, man. It was never the idea. It was always supposed to be everybody is welcome unless you're an asshole or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're just like yep. whatever, man. But if if you're a cool dude, man, and you want to support the lightning, cool dude or chick and, you know, you want to cheer and just have fun. Like it's ultimately about having fun, man. You know, like. You are more than welcome to come hang out with us and, and join in with us anytime. What about Steve Dumeg who caused you guys sticks on fire? Yeah, yeah, screw that guy. I got the sticks on fire <laughs> coming through. We just wait till they come through. Like, yeah, it's like Jesus Christ. Jesus, you know, man, can, you, like, can, can yeah. you find a way to piss more people off, Steve? Yep, yep. <laughs> he said, "What did he do last last season?" He said something else that was like shitty about us. Um, I'm sure he did. I think I he critiqued your. He critiqued your uh, I believe um, chant. No, is that what it was? He's not smart enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna call this a podcast. I think, right? Yes. Yeah, um, I'm there. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, uh, everybody, make sure you go to SharkDropper.com. We make it super ultra mega easy for you. If super you to, ultra mega. Yeah, if you go to www.SharkDropper.com, all of our podcasts are there in picture form. You can click on any of those to listen to them. Uh, new episodes of the Horror Play Podcast, the Top Five Podcast, the Interval Hope Podcast, the Snubbed Podcast, the Top Eleven Who Hurt, Top Eleven Who Paralyzed, Paralyzed, Everything, Jesus. Anything you want. <laughs> yeah, we have ten. Yeah, we got about ten of them. <laughs> That's awesome. 
You can listen to any one of those motherfuckers by going to SharkDropper.com. All for free. All for free. Tell you what, and what's also free for you, if uh, while you're at the website, you have any Amazon shopping, we have a link. Uh, you got to disable Adblock, of course, but we have a link to Amazon. It doesn't cost you anymore. Just go to, go to Amazon through our link and do your normal shopping, and uh, yeah, we get a cut of it. So and we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's about it. Uh, there's also a Patreon button next to the home button on SharkTropper.com. If you think we're cool, you want to yeah. donate some money, hit like that what button. we do, like what we do, hit that button, give us a couple bucks, and we'll love you forever. Uh, make sure you go check out Chris's podcast. Black, it's at, ba- Black Bandana. Uh, no. <laughs> Make sure you go check out Chris's <laughs> oh, Chris, podcast. It. Yeah. It's at Buck's Brief. Got it. <laughs> uh, thank you to Chris for coming on the first half of the show. Check out Scott's podcast. You can find him at Black Bandana. We are all a brotherhood, of course, of podcasts in the Tampa Bay area. I think we get stronger as a group. So the, the more you guys check out each other's podcasts, the more we promote each other, I think yes. the better we Great all review get all as a whole. And the Absolutely. less assholes like Steve Dumag have a exactly. uh, voice. Yeah, they don't have a monopoly <laughs> on this market because... Uh, the radio around here is kind of shitty. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely go check out Buck's Brief. Definitely go check out uh, the Black Bandana podcast. And yeah, go, go to fuck. audibletrial.com. Go fuck shark yourself. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> You've hey, heard it all before. Me, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, not man. a problem, Scott. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah, we'll have to come on your show one time. Uh, yep, let's do we'll, it, man. I'll set it up. We'll shoot the shit. Fantastic. All right. Hey, well, for Scott, that has been Word of the Well, for Scott and Chris, yeah. that has been Word of the Bay. I have been Kyle. I have been Nick. And we'll see all of you motherfuckers next week. Five seconds till shark drop. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. The 
The following podcast is a Sharp Dropper Studios production.